0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of, well, actually, the Athletic MMA's podcast about MMA and other stuff. This is your host, Fernando Pratis, and you know how I'll sometimes start the show with some good news and some bad news? Well, I guess I'll just get the bad news out of the way, because they are a pretty big fucking bummer. (laughs) As it turns out, this week's episode of, well, actually, is also the last episode of Well Actually. Yeah, unfortunately, you heard that right. Much like criminally underrated TV dramedy popular, (laughs) we have been canceled earlier than expected. This is not a Well Actually exclusive. The Athletic is trimming down its podcast roster and this one just didn't happen to make the cut. And yeah, it sucks. But in the wise, not at all overused and uninspiring words of 90% of the MMA world, it is what it is. Much like what happened with criminally underrated TV dramedy Popular, we are now left to wonder, would this show have thrived going on to win awards and hordes of fans and change the course of popular culture as we know it? Or would it have become an overly complicated, tryhard mess, bombing spectacularly and leaving a trail of shame and embarrassment on its wake? Well, knowing me, I have a pretty good guess. But I guess that's the beauty of unsatisfying endings. You get to fill in the blanks of the what-ifs. And in my made-up reality, the show goes on for another five years until I meet a kind-hearted man who I am fall deeply in love with before discovering he's also secretly a millionaire and spend the rest of my days sipping chilled wine in Bali. In the actual reality, though, this is goodbye. As for the good news... Well, I think with this being the final episode and my being an emotional mess, I am allowed to be ridiculously corny and say that the good news is that well actually even got to exist in the first place. Call me crazy, but I did have my doubts as to whether a show that combines MMA, social critique, and progressive values would have a place in what is already a pretty fertile and crowded podcast space. But somehow, I still decided to voice my crazy idea. And somehow, The Athletic bought this crazy idea, and I had 24 episodes to explore this crazy idea in all its deranged glory. It was hard, and it was fun, and it was infinitely rewarding. What for some people might just seem like a silly little podcast was, to me, one of the most professionally fulfilling experiences of my life, and I am so fucking grateful for it. And it wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't had the support of so many people, which is actually why I'm here talking to you today. At first, I wasn't even going to do this final episode. I was just going to leave things as they were. But if I'd done that, I would never have gotten a chance to publicly acknowledge and thank these people who made it all happen. First, there's my editor, Dan Stop, who didn't hesitate to say yes when I suggested this. Like, legit, I just threw the idea out there, and before I knew it, I was copied in a chain of very serious emails with very serious people, and this microphone that once seemed so intimidating had arrived at my doorstep. Then there's Chris, our producer and editor, who also had to multitask as therapist, cheerleader, and coach throughout my numerous creative crises. There are my lovely guests who are so generous with their time and energy, but most importantly, with their insights. In the short period of time, I got to see different angles of so many people that I love and admire that it makes it all a little bit bittersweet. I mean, what would have happened if I had more time? Say, enough time to book Tom Hardy. How different would my life have been after he became enchanted by my wit and very specific brand of humor and proposed with a ring in my cheesecake as the entire restaurant erupted in applause? I guess we'll just have to file that one under I guess we'll never know. But the main thank you that I wanted to give today goes to you, the listeners. I have no idea how many of you are out there, but the truth is I don't care. I never did. Not once did that thought cross my mind when I was writing an episode. I was never even expecting any feedback and I still got it in the form of tweets and DMs and emails and questions. And trust me when I say I cherished every single one of them, like embarrassingly so. Really, I should get some actual friends in a quote unquote life, but that's beside the point. What I mean is, I know for some people just speaking into a mic is no big deal, but it has been for me. I was terrified, as I am, of most things in life and still found so much reassurance and support. That was huge for me on a personal level, being that I'm needy and insecure and need external validation to feel accomplished. But it's not just about that. I think what I'm really going to take from this little experiment is the fact that so many people were so open and so willing to explore the not-so-popular ideas that I brought forth. We've talked about this in quite a few episodes with quite a few of my guests, right? We wondered aloud if the MMA community was more toxic or more misogynistic or just all around worse than other communities. And I don't really think that we came to a definitive conclusion. I mean, there's no denying there is toxicity and misogyny and many things that I have and will continue to explore with the work that I do outside of here. But if anything, what I saw was that there's also a lot of kindness and respect, and really an all-around openness to ask uncomfortable questions, to grapple with complicated realities, and to challenge in positions that often disguise themselves as truth. I'm by no means any more enlightened or principled than anyone else. I never intended to guide people one way or another, and I often felt like I should have given more answers than I was able to. But honestly, there are so many people in this world offering grand affirmations and certainties and good for them but i particularly tend to trust those who ask themselves and others honest questions that's something i like to think that we did accomplish together here when i first heard we were getting canceled i immediately defaulted to my i am bad at things and i failed again mode i cried brooded, came alarmingly close to trimming my own bangs with a kitchen knife. The whole deal. And, frankly, there would have been no issue with that. Well, not with the bangs. That would have been a disaster, but with the failing. Failing is fine. Failing is human. I've done it a lot, and I'm sure I'll do it quite a few times, still. I mean, before Tom Hardy finally shows up and whisks me away to Bali. But this show? I refuse to see it as a failure. I mean, it didn't last long, but Neither did criminally underrated TV dramedy popular. (laughs) For the purposes of future record-keeping, I'm calling this one a well-meaning, if short-lived, success. And that, my friends, is what she said. This time, I can't tell you that I'll meet you here next week. But I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Hear that, Gary J.? You can still read me at The Athletic, you can still deal with my feminist bullshit on Twitter, you can deal with my nihilistic humor in my excessively updated Instagram stories. I'll be around, as usual, talking about MMA and other stuff.